The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM East Lansing. Hello and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure. Hello and welcome to Exposure. I'm your host, Callie Neese, and this week I'm here with Sophie and MC from the MSU Telecasters. How are you guys doing today? Great. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So can you tell me a little bit about who you guys are and what you do for the Telecasters? I'm Sophie Shirley. I am the executive producer of MSU Telecasters. Um, If you aren't familiar with film terms, I am the club president of it. We've got about just over 200 members of the club now, and so a lot of the work I do is overseeing the work of each of our six individual shows, making sure everything is up to broadcast standards, making sure we're following a production schedule, and then doing a lot of back-end stuff for just kind of the overall growth promotion and kind of college side of the organization. So anything with ASMSU, anything with kind of just the general university, that kind Mm -hmm. of falls with me with overseeing everybody else in the club. Yeah, um, my name is Mary Claire, Mary Claire Zowell. I am a producer of Sideshow, which is one of the shows through MSU Telecasters. I'm sure we'll talk about it more later, but there's six shows within the Telecasters, and Sideshow is the one that I'm the producer of. And it's kind of like a Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live sketch comedy show. Um, and so as producer, I run the meetings with my co-producer and the head writer. We do writing lessons every week. We try to have a shoot every week where mm-hmm. we produce um, one of our sketches. Um, and so I kind of just oversee all of that information, make the decisions about what we're producing, casting, crewing, um, and then go to all the shoots and make sure that everything runs smoothly. So it's a lot of fun. Sounds really fun. So can you tell me a little bit about the history of the club? Yeah, so way back in the 1950s, it was MSU Broadcasters was the kind of the starting point for us, and that was in the Department of Radio, Television, and Film in ComArts. And the kind of it, the lesson that they wanted to do is just giving people an opportunity to enhance TV experience by just doing their own programs. And that's something that we've kind of carried into now. Well, mm-hmm. now it's kind of comedy, there's music, there's drama, things like that. And MSU Broadcasters back then was in collaboration with WKAR in the WKAR studios back when it was way in the Breslin Center. And so just way back then under the supervision of channel 23 was where it was that is when the club kind of first started making things started going and then over time it evolved with when the major evolved through the college Mm -hmm. shows came and gone and eventually morphing into msu telecasters which we are now with our current six shows of the beaumont bulletin giraffe house sideshow the show turn and video now can you tell me a little bit about like each show and how they work Yeah, for sure. So each of the shows kind of focuses on something different, which is, I think, what makes the club so exciting. So like I said, Sideshow, which is my favorite. Um, Sketch comedy, so very similar to Saturday Night Night Live, very short, like three to five minute sketches. Um, They can be about any variety of topics. Um, The show is kind of like our sitcom. America's Um, longest running college sitcom, if you may. (laughs) America's longest running college sitcom, sitcom. so true, Um, with uh, the same cast of characters throughout. Um, It's really, really exciting. Draft House is kind of similar to the show in that it has four drafts who are like the lead actors that each of the mm-hmm. episodes kind of focuses on um, and following like their zany adventures in college and everything like that. Sophie worked with Draft House for a while, so that's mm-hmm. really exciting. Um, Turn 
is produce a lot of dramatic content. So they have kind of shorter sketches or some longer ones, I think, too, but very more of the dramatic side rather than the comedy, which is really interesting. Beaumont Bulletin, it's kind of like a news update show, yeah, but very comedic headlines. to Weekly Update. Okay, okay that's update, yeah. um, Parody News. Um, they do cover real news as well, but a lot of it comes with kind of mm-hmm. the comedic mm-hmm. twist that they kind of do. Yeah, and then the last one is Video Now, which is kind of our video production-specific department. They do music videos, I think some sort of commercials too, or maybe just music videos. Yeah, Video Now just shoots music videos. They have a podcast at things like mm-hmm. that, but it follows a lot of things where they either go to events or they jump into studios and invite bands in and shoot music videos with them. What goes into production for all of these shows? So it varies show to show. Each producer group for each show has their own style of producing and the content obviously varies too. For instance, a lot of things that require scripts for the five scripted shows require selecting scripts that you want to make or outlying content in the case of Beaumont Bulletin where you want to have an agenda and a list of topics to cover. So I guess like a typical production schedule of like paper to screen is you pick a script, you know, after it's been workshopped by either a head writer in that show Mm -hmm. or just as a group. And then going that you start to build a crew up from that. You start to cast people if it's a casted script. Um, Certain shows have set characters like Giraffe House and Beaumont. Mm -hmm. Others need people like at Sideshow is a different cast, pretty much every script. Mm -hmm. And you just start going from there. You know, you get your crew, you get your set, you get any locations you need. You just show up, shoot, and then you pass it off to either a head editor or any volunteer editors that you get from your show. And then it's off to the social media heads for each show. (laughs) And then you see it on YouTube. How do you guys like pick what position you want to do? Like, what is your favorite position? And how do you pick people to do like, oh, this person's going to run teleprompter today. This person's going to run the camera today. Yeah, at Sideshow, it's pretty much a weekly turnaround in terms of shoots as well, just hopping off what Sophie just said there, where like we pick our script after our meetings on Monday, and then we usually shoot on that Saturday. And when it comes to like picking what uh, crew positions people are playing, um, it's a lot of availability, like who's available for the shoots. And we at Sideshow, and I think just in general, like to make sure that people get to try out a variety of different roles. You know, if someone's only ever worked on cameras, like we might put them in a lighting department so that they can learn about that skill and so that they can be available for future shoots in case no one is there who knows how to work the lights. Um, personally, I really have a, um, a love for script supervision and just making sure that all the shots are getting done and doing the slate before and uh, after the takes and things like that. Um, just because I like to be, as the producer, making sure that everything mm-hmm. is ro- running smoothly and that position really gives me the ability to check in on the camera and the lighting and the um, gaffing and audio and everything like that. But really, it um, comes down to like putting people in positions where they can learn new skills, where they can be comfortable in those skills. We um, sometimes have people shadow. So if there's someone who's really good at camera, like we'll have like a assistant camera so that they can see um, how everything works. And then next time in theory, take over for that. Um, so that's a little bit about how people land in the crew. I don't know if you want to add anything. Yeah, I know. I got my start in Telecasters. It's actually through acting with Giraffe House. And I still do that now. And while I'm not super... I wouldn't ever call myself an actor, but I'm mm-hmm. a lot more like how MC is very script supervisor oriented. I am very much I like taking notes. I like doing that. I like slating. I like producing. I like directing anything that is just not technical just because that's <laughs> not my thing. Don't ask me like what an iris or anything of that. I'm very <laughs> technically inept. Um, but working as I've worked as an AP on turn. I've directed a lot for Giraffe House. I've written stuff for quite a few shows now too, up to becoming an executive producer on the e-board where it's just, I just like furthering the organization and helping mm-hmm. and doing lots of just like writing, lots of managing, things like that. 
why would you do Telecasters when there's so many clubs? Like, what makes it so special? I think the community. Telecasters, we've got over 200 members, and I think a lot of Telecasters, it's a really great beginner spot for people to jump off of, where most crews that you'll end up on are pretty beginner crews. You've got a lot of experienced people, but there's always opportunity in every shoot and every role for people to be an assistant. You know, if you want to be a first AC and learn how to pull focus on a camera, you can go ahead and do that. And the shoots are so low kind of maintenance. It's not a professional shoot. Obviously, you're not doing it for clients. It's really just us all having fun in a really low stakes environment where freshmen can write a script that's 10 pages long and it can be produced at a high level quality that you could submit to film festivals, even if you wanted that they're so good. And just having a, a group of people where, you know, we have events pretty much twice, three times a month now mm -hmm. where you're seeing movies together, you're going sledding, you're having speed networking <laughs> within your group and just like eating cookies and asking questions to each other and getting to know each other. Telecasters was my first club back my freshman year and every single friend that I have now um, in some way or shape is connected to either Telecasters or a subset of that where mm -hmm. it just has provided so much for me personally in terms of getting my toes wet in college and filmmaking and it is definitely like the fundamental parts of my filmmaking knowledge came from Telecasters. Um, yeah, I'll just add that the opportunities you get in Telecasters are not ones you'll find in other student organizations or just anywhere. Like, I've always wanted to be involved in entertainment and broadcasting. And, you know, the idea of working at a film set or a TV set seemed like a far off like pipe dream. Like I had no idea how people get started in that or how what even I would need to do. And so when I found out about Telecasters, it was like a goldmine. I was like, this mm -hmm. is crazy. I can't believe that, you know, as a freshman or a sophomore, I can be writing scripts that could in theory be produced someday or not even someday, like this week. It's yeah. so it's so quick and so fun and everybody really can get involved regardless of how much skill level you have or experience. Like it's all about learning the skills that you need or that you just want to have. And the fact that that opportunity is available for so many students at MSU Telecasters, it's just it's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. It's a lot of fun. And it's such a good thing to... I know my freshman year, it was a big part of building my portfolio. Because mm -hmm. portfolios... Resume. And, yeah. Portfolios, reels, resumes are so important in the media industry. And just being able to say, as a freshman, here are six shorts that I've directed. Here are five <laughs> I've written. Here are three I've edited. Here are what have I, I've won awards for at our yearly award show. And just being able to get something with that much hands-on experience at that much of a level where you can just you know, hey, I was a producer for this show my sophomore year of college. These are all the responsibilities I had. It's on my resume. I know people that have gotten jobs because they've been in Telecasters because the alumni network is so big. The experiences you get are so great. And it's just a really well-rounded experience, both individually and on a professional level. You were mentioning that you guys do some like bonding activities. What are the things you do outside of actually like broadcasting? Yeah, we try to have a lot of community bonding um, activities, both within the shows and as a larger MSU Telecasters. Like Sideshow, in addition to our meetings, sometimes we'll have movie nights. We had a big, like, holiday movie night last semester. We all had, like, you know, Hershey's chocolate kisses, and we tried to have hot chocolate. It didn't work out too well, but <laughs> we watched Elf. You know, we had a good time. Um, so really kind of cultivating that station, com or not station community, um, club community, show community, so that we're all comfortable together and get to know each other, and then... The, our events team is really great. They host a lot of huge events. Um, mo most importantly, our big one coming up is the Albies, our big award show in the end of April. Where we all get dressed up and we show all the stuff and give out awards and everything. But 
the at the end of the day like those events are all about just the community like Sophie mentioned and making those friendships and those professional relationships ultimately down the line that are going to like they're going to grow you as a person and teach you things that you need to know but you're also going to have a lot of fun doing it you're going to have those great friendships and that's what the events are all about yeah there's nothing like schooling a freshman in mario kart as a senior <laughs> at telecaster's game night <laughs> yeah, yeah. something else <laughs> How did you guys get started in this? Like, not a lot of people just do broadcasting like, oh, I want to write a sketch show. Like, that's not a very common thing that you see around, like, even the university. Yeah, so I got started back my freshman year at Sparticipation. We had a booth that was passing out flyers, and we're still at Sparticipation and Springticipation every year advertising now. Um, A lot of kind of with people getting involved is just by either word of mouth on social media or we have pretty heavy advertising in the College of uh, Communication Arts and Sciences with posters, QR codes. We are just kind of around campus pretty you frequently. You really <laughs> if you see a bunch of kids with a boom mic uh, pointed at a street crossing sign, that's probably us. On a parking um, structure. Yeah, we hang out in parking structures a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you see a group of film kids, it's probably us to us. <laughs> if you think about it, you just come and say hi. Um, if you just social media is really our biggest presence where there's lots of behind the scenes content that a lot of our members like repost to their stories or just talk about in their clubs or classes. And it's just a really great way for people to get involved. You don't need to be a media related major at all. Mm-hmm. A very good friend of mine is an econ major. He's a head writer for Giraffe House. So it's just like we're really just like looking for people that want to have a good time and just have a really fun group of people. And, you know, if you happen to like TV production to a certain extent, <laughs> we're here for you. But by all means, you know, we have a lot of engineers, we have a lot of math majors, lots of, you know, education majors where while the good chunk of us are either media information, digital storytelling or film studies or theater majors, it's not by any means a requirement to do it. Yeah, I would also add just a lot of it is word of mouth as well. Like, okay. I tell all of my friends about telecasters, mm-hmm. I tell them all about Sideshow every time um, one of the uh, the shows puts out a new video. I'm like, oh, so, like check this out. Put it up in my story. Like, see what we're doing. It's so cool, and definitely kind of just spreading the word with people of all like academic backgrounds. Because like, I have a friend who's a math major as well, and he wanted to get involved in acting and things like that. And I was like, come to Sideshow. Like, you can mm-hmm. just act in some of our shorts and stuff. And then once he started coming to the meetings, he actually got inspired to write, and he started writing for us too, which is so great. It's like, you know, people. Whatever your interest is, whether it starts with acting or film production or writing or just having a good time, coming to these meetings and checking out the opportunities we have, you can get involved. And no matter where your interest lies, like you can specialize in that. You can have the opportunity to pursue it and to have a lot of fun doing it and just try things out and try out the new elements and see what sticks. How can you watch the shows? Like if I was sitting at home like, you know what, I want to see what the telecasters are doing. Where can I watch it at? YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is the biggest one. Um, Pretty obvious choice there. A lot of times any of the Instagram pages Mm -hmm. for each of the shows post about the shows. Everyone's really passionate about the work they make. Um, So you can find show content on any show's Instagram. And obviously the YouTube is a very good place for it. If you're also walking around campus, we are on MSU TV. So a lot of the TVs in the dining halls or in some of the buildings, um, you'll see some of our stuff kind of popping up every now and then from the past couple of years, which is another good, just like if you're walking down in, in Brody dining hall and you see some kids at the news desk, that's, that's us. That's Beaumont Bulletin. 
Um, you were mentioning like your award show. What are some other events that you guys host that anyone can come to all around campus? So we do the Albies, which is our kind of Oscars-esque award show. That's the biggest one that for the first time this year, we're going to open to the public. We also have a couple of events that happen through our special projects director. Like we are collaborating with Warner Brothers to host some events for the Batman movie with doing trivia nights, doing screenings, things like that, where you could show up, you can win merchandise, you can win tickets. A lot of those open up to the general public after a certain point in time just to get them involved, get people involved with both the event and with telecasters in general because you know if you have people that are really big fans of like the batman movie Mm -hmm. that come to the trivia night and they meet a bunch of telecasters you know that's just another way to kind of have telecasters interact with the community interact with campus a bunch of stuff like that i know historically we've also had some of our events that work with the greater community we've had events where i think it was actually it was trick-or-treating in the College of Communication Arts and Sciences, it was a fundraiser for local charities. So, you know, you would come, you'd pay kind of just whatever we wanted to donate to a greater charity. And then that was the revenue we would do to donate off to other organizations. So how often and where do you guys meet at? So it depends. Each show has a different meeting day or time. For all shows, they're usually on the second floor of the Communication Arts and Sciences building. Our meeting times right now are that Beaumont Bulletin, our parody news show, meets Mondays at 5 p.m. on the second floor of Calm Arts. Giraffe House meets on Fridays at 5. Sideshow meets Mondays at 9. The Show meets Fridays at 6. Turn meets Mondays at 8. And Video Now meets Fridays at 7. So I guess a much easier way to simplify (laughs) those meeting times are that Monday and Friday we have a three-stack where Mondays, starting at 5 p.m., we have triple back-to-back of (laughs) Beaumont, Turn, and Sideshow. And then Friday is another three-stack with Giraffe House, The Show, and Video Now all going one after the other. If someone is interested in joining, how do you, like, recommend they get started? Because jumping into being a producer is, like, obviously going to be very tricky. Like, where should they start? Um, I started as just a member going to the meetings and then as a crew member on all of the shoots. I actually started um, during COVID, so everything was over Zoom. And that was a really interesting way to get started because it was just the meetings. We didn't have any shoots because, of course, no one was on campus. Um, but it was still great. We still kind of had the little, like, testing or the waters out about how the club would work. And we brought in scripts and talked about them as if we were going to be able to produce them. Um, obviously, never got to the shoots. But then once I got here, then I was just kind of back into the rhythm of things. But really just attending the meetings is the best way to get started. Since they all are on Mondays or Fridays, you can go to multiple. You can just show up and then kind of see which show speaks to you, which like thing story you're most interested in, which kind of group that you um, vibe with the best. And then once you pick like which shows you want to be a part of, just really going to all of those meetings and as many shoots as you can is probably the best way to just start getting involved. Really just throwing yourself into the opportunity, even though it's a little bit scary at mm-hmm. first. Like, I had no idea how to operate a camera or lighting. Yeah. It seemed like everyone already knew each other, and I was just there in the background, like, what am I supposed to do? But everyone's super welcoming and friendly and really just wants to see you succeed and wants you to be able to get involved. So just keep throwing yourself into it and going to all of those meetings and events and shoots is probably just the best way to get started. Can you tell me a little bit about the people who used to be in the club? Yeah, for sure. So I actually got started in Telecasters because of one of our alumni. Her name is Lindsay Mutz. I had I was touring as an MSU student before I even decided to come here. And the College of Arts and Letters actually was talking about her as like one of the notable students at the time because she was interning with um, Jimmy Fallon and Saturday Night Live. 
and I want to work at Saturday Night Live. So if, or, as soon as I heard that, I was like, I got to get in touch with her. And so one of the advisors set me up with her contact and we talked on the phone for like an hour and a half. And she just kept telling me, you just have to join MSU Telecasters. You have to be a part of Telecasters. It's what got me this job. It's got me this internship and got me so many friendships and connections and things like that. And so after that, it was pretty much sealed. I went to one of the events where it was like, um, it wasn't participation. I think we had a fair in the Comarts building. Oh, yeah, yeah. With like all the bulletin boards up. And I just walked up to all of them and I said, I want to get involved. I want to get started. Um, and that was what originally, you know, started me off with the club. So a huge shout out to Lindsay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's just, she's t literally told me that the reason she had gotten those internships was because of the connections and the accomplishments that she had had through MSU Telecasters and all the opportunities that she received here. And so our alumni is going on to do great things and it's because of some of the things that they've done here. And so it starts here and then it goes outward. So, and we also have alumni panels as much as we can, where we get Telecasters alumni that are working out in the field professionally to come in and talk to us, do a panel, answer questions. We've had alumni like Mallory Maxton come in, Tyler Keeft, Kirk Mason, who are all doing a variety of film, TV, radio things. I know going to the alumni panels, it's just been an incredible way to get to meet actual real in the field industry professionals who credit Telecasters for a lot of the work that they're doing and jobs that they've gotten. And seeing them share their resumes and seeing telecasters appear on it is just something that it's really, really cool to know that the work that they've done at telecasters has like gotten them on Saturday Night Live or I know working with Whitney Houston music videos. And it's just the scope is so broad to do whatever you want pretty much in telecasters. And then you can get so specific with what you want to apply yourself to and how you do it to do really great things in the industry. Before we leave today, is there anyone or anything you guys would like to shout out? Um, I would just like to shout out, uh, shout out Sideshow. One of my favorite things to do is come to you guys' meetings. I love everybody who's there. Thanks for showing up and doing a great job with our show. And I would like to shout out George McNeil. He was the very person that got me into Giraffe House and the Greater Telecasters. He was the reason I stayed with it and had the experience I did my freshman year. And it is I accredit him entirely to the reason that I am now an executive producer of the club. Just getting that enthusiasm, that passion from when he produced Draft House. Uh, I can't thank him enough for what he's done for Real Telecasters and myself. Well, thank you guys so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. Thank us. you. Of course. If there's anything else you would like to learn about the MSU Telecasters, check out their website at infomsutelecasters.wixsite.com or their Instagram, MSU Telecasters. And all this information will be in our show notes and at our website, impact89fm.org. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly Exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us, again, on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.